we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello everybody, this is Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you are doing well today. Now, before I begin talking about what percentage of men and women cheat in their marriages... I did want to remind you that The Cinema Rag, which originally started as a podcast, has been moved to YouTube. So if you like movies or celebrity gossip, or if you're just curious and want to know what I look like, go over to YouTube and search The Cinema Rag and you can watch the videos. I do a morning video and then I do two other episodes and the day that are those original podcasts are just getting moved over to YouTube. So I do a, a video of myself talking about something uh, every day. So go check that out. All right, today we're going to talk about infidelity. I think way back, way back in the year of our Lord 2018 or so, I did an episode talking about how men and women cheat at different times. Married men and married women cheat at different times. And this is commensurate to something called the sexual marketplace value. And the sexual marketplace value is essentially when a man or a woman is at their highest desirability of the opposite sex or by the opposite sex, I should say. And not surprisingly for women, it's not when they're 62 years old. It's when they're going to be in their 20s and really their low 20s. And yes, some women could could think that maybe it's in when they're 40 because this is what Sex in the City and other other outlets would tell you. But no, if you look, women's desirability in the eyes of men is actually in the low 20s because that's also commensurate with their peak fertility. So women are at their most desirable by men in their 20s and therefore they are attracted are seen attractive by men more at that age and at 42, and therefore they have more options, and therefore they're more likely to cheat in their 20s. Men, though most men, if not all men, most men look better in their 20s than they do in their 40s, don't actually cheat in their 20s as much. Now, again, these were statistics of married men and women or men and women in long-term relationships. And men, in fact, cheat more likely in their 40s. Why is that? Two things. One, their women that they're married to and are in a long-term relationship with are probably around that age. And, you know, again... Third wave feminism will tell you that men will find 48-year-old women who are menopausal or close to menopausal as attractive as 22-year-olds. But intuitively, everybody knows that's a complete lie. So you have these men who are in their 40s that are likely married with a woman in her mid-40s who just doesn't look as good as women in their 20s. And the other thing is a men's sexual marketplace value is higher in their 40s. It's actually in their peak in their 40s. 
Because men's desirability is gauged differently than women's desirability. Whereas women, men just look at women not like, oh, you know, you're a doctor. Oh, I like you more because you're a doctor. No, ultimately men are just, we know this, visual creatures. So we don't really care what a woman does in terms of her job. It's just, are you cute? And are you beautiful? Women are able to forsake looks for other qualities. Humor, wit, money, money, status, money, status, money. <laughs> and so men in their 40s tend to have more of it in their 40s than when they were in their 20s. But they're also going to have more of it in their 60s than when they are in their 40s. But at that point, virility and vitality is diminished in their 60s. So 40s is kind of the sweet spot for men if they take care of themselves. So men are more likely to be seen attractive by other women in their, in their 40s. Think of, think of a lot of actors. Look at Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds. You know, there's a bunch of guys that are in their 40s. A lot of women would like to be with Ben Affleck. You know, a, lot of guys, a lot of women would like to be with these women or with these men. So these men have options in their 40s, especially if they have money. And so they're more likely to cheat. Now, I'm going to quote from the University of Utah. They did a study. And the reason I chose University of Utah is because Utah is a pretty conservative state. And you can look at estimates. Like if you just Google what percentage of people cheat, you're going to find a wide range of numbers. And I think some of this is just social engineering and propaganda because they want you to cheat. I kind of think of that old, I wouldn't say it's too old, but Showtime, back when Showtime was still a legitimate thing, now it's on Paramount Plus, but Showtime had a show called The Affair about 10 years ago. Uh, well, I think the first season was about 9, 2014, 2015, around there. And it ran for a few seasons, but it's essentially, it's got Dominic uh, West from uh, The Wire, if you know him. But it's essentially uh, two couples, and then the guy, Dominic West, has an affair with the girl from the other couple. And I think that show was kind of propaganda to have an affair. It really was because they romanticize affairs. And I think, I, I know this is a strange juxtaposition, but Taylor Swift, back in her album Folklore, I think it was Folklore or Evermore, one of the ones that came out in COVID, she has a song called Illicit Affairs. And I think Illicit Affairs, where she talks about like how, how affairs seem nice and good, but really they're dirty and they have a stench. And I, I think the lyrics in that song are, are quite good. But either way, I, I didn't want to go to a super liberal source because I think in some ways it's propaganda. Like if you're married and not, there's very, very few married couples, I would hazard to guess, that have been married at least 10 years that are like 100% satisfaction rating because it's just marriage, right? Familiarity breeds contempt. But if you were to read a stat or if you saw a stat on Fox or MSNBC, 75% of married couples cheat, you're more likely to cheat because it's that kind of FOMO, everyone's doing it, I'm not happy, why not doing it? So I wanted to go to a place that was more reputable, backed by university, and Utah, of course, is not all Mormons, but there's a lot of Mormons there. So I just respect their statistics, and I think their statistics are more grounded. So I'm gonna go old school, awaken man, and glean off an article. No, it's not true that everybody cheats, says blah, blah, professor of blah, blah at the University of Utah. Rather, research from the past two decades shows that between 20 to 25% of married men cheat, about a quarter, and 10 to 15% of married women cheat. And those numbers have stayed pretty consistent over that time period, he added. 
blah, 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 research affiliate at blah, 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 and associate professor of sociology at blah, 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 agree that the majority of scientific studies show that the rates of cheating hover around 20%. In one of blah, blah studies, she found that 26% of men reported that they had cheated on their current partner, and 19% of women reported they had cheated on their current partner. Okay, so you guys might be wondering, well, why aren't they lying? They could be lying. You know, if I was asked in a a survey, even if it was anonymous, if I was cheating, I'd lie. Drinking a fermented tea here. I think they rule that out. I mean, I think I think the way, and I don't I don't know much about about doctoral research studies, but I'm assuming they they plan for this and in in their rubric or in their their formula they they eliminate that overall surveys have shown that rates of cheating haven't changed too much in the past few decades blah blah said blah blah noted however that there will be an occasional study that suggests that rates are higher perhaps around 40 percent but what does appear to have changed is people's attitudes toward cheating now before we get to that part let's go back to the numbers here 25% of men cheat and about 19% of women cheat. Now, depending on your background, your circumstance or whatnot, you think, God, this number is low. Or you might say, gosh, Gregory, this number is high. Um, Yeah, you know, again, statistics are statistics. And I think that's why they're useful. Uh, one in four men cheat and one in five women cheat. I don't know. Maybe call me a Pollyanna. I know that term is not familiar with the Gen Zers. Call me jejune or naive. But I don't know. 20% of women to me does sound pretty high. If you get, you know, and the thing is like cheated once or a sustained affair. You know, I, I think if you look at that, I'm assuming on these numbers, it's just somebody who's admitted to at least cheating once. And do I think this number is high or low? Well, I think the woman one, again, it, it depends. I think if you're jaded and cynical about women, you're going to be like, this number's too low. I bet you it's 69%. And if you're a guy and you're all into the, like the, I guess the old player movement, the PUA movement, you're like, this number's too low for men. I bet you 70% of men cheat. I think the, the numbers, I think the man number about one in five, one in four, I think that, that seems like pretty accurate. The woman number, I, I don't know, I hazard to say that seems that seems kind of high if you think one in five women have cheated at least once. And then every man who hears that stats, it's not my woman, not my woman. Uh, we have an episode here on the illegitimacy rates. We talked about what percentage of children have a father that's actually their father. And that number varies depending on what study, where you're looking at it, what part of the world, and so forth. But it's one of those things, oh, it's not my kid. Well, it's somebody's kid because the stats at least are minimally 15%. So if you look at a classroom of 30 kids, that's at least four of those 30 kids have a daddy that's not their daddy. Let's keep going. So the attitudes have changed. People disprove of infidelity now more than they did several decades ago, says blah, blah. Part of this reason for this change is that people's view about marriage has also changed. Marriage means something different today than it did several decades ago, says Blah Blah, an assistant professor of sociology at the University of Blah Blah. In service from the 1970s, it was much more common for people to accept that their spouse cheated. They weren't looking for their partner to be their best friend, their confidant, and also an amazing lover that people do today, like they people do today. Um, 
would I would I look at a prospective wife as my best friend, my confidant, an amazing lover? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just have low expectations. But people today expect to get everything from a relationship with a spouse, and they really have a strong opinion about cheating. These days, people can get more incensed at the idea of affairs. Attitudes about sex have changed. People now think about sex differently, and they define sex in different ways. They may be a wider range of behaviors that people engage in and don't consider cheating, she said. Yeah, like pornography or kissing somebody, emotional affairs. So it's possible that more people are cheating today, but they don't think of it as much. Indeed, it can be difficult for researchers to define infidelity. Yeah, that's true. Not every person defines infidelity the same way, says blah, blah. Does only sexual intercourse count? What about kissing or flirting online? Another problem, of course, that people lie. Yeah, I mean, what's the definition of infidelity? Because if you, a lot of women will be like, well, pornography is cheating. Well, if you, if you consider pornography cheating, and I'm not here to say it is or isn't, well, then it's probably what, 80% of men are cheating. And I think as men, especially if you're engaged in pornography, and luckily I've been lucky not to have, have to deal with that scourge. And I do, I do consider it a scourge. We have an episode here way back in 2018 how there was a, a study in England that said that, oh God, I, can't, I, don't, I don't want to misquote the stat, but something like 50%, it was like 33% of English men in their 30s have secondary impotence. And that's because they watch too much porn. But I think men forget that how a woman would view it. And maybe if you were to walk in on your woman and she's watching some guy, male porn, I don't know. Some guys would be like, hey, cool. I want to watch that too. I don't know. But I could see why women would consider it to be wrong and, and, and bad for their marriage. And look at it this way. If your wife was watching porn with a dude had a, I don't know, 12-inch phallus, and you don't obviously have a 12-inch phallus, You'd be like, well, this is unrealistic. This isn't fair to me, right? Because this is what she's looking at. Well, flip it around. If you're watching porn and the women are unrealistically, uh, you know, with because of augmentation, look a way that your wife can no way look like, you could see why it uh, would put a stress on your marriage and why she would not like that. So I think the world was a better place before porn. Uh, I, I'm sure men would be like, well, good, my wife doesn't give me sex. You know, I, you know, I understand. I think there's a study, a stat that I think it's, oh man, what is it? 50% of marriages under the age of 50 are defined as sexless, meaning they have sex one time a month or less. I get that. I get that. Either way, so is it infidelity? I don't know. I don't know. Is kissing somebody else infidelity? I would assume that's a yes, right? I mean, I don't know. Call me all old man, but I, I don't know. I, I, I would say so. Uh, emotional affairs, I think that that is viewed differently by the sexes. I think more women would consider an emotional affair an affair than men would. And I think men consider a physical affair much more harder to get over than an emotional affair. Like if they find out a woman was having an emotional affair and she stopped, they'd be like, okay. But it, an actual, an affair affair, I think it's harder for men. And I think this kind of goes back to our wiring. And I think it just goes back to the way intercourse is designed and that the, the woman is the receiver of the seed, as we used to call it. And I think that men are kind of in, in, intuitively wired to see a, a woman as 
well, she's the receiver of that. Therefore, if I'm sleeping with her and another man has been in her, releasing seed in her, you know, cover your eyes, earmuffs, as they say in old school, earmuffs if you have kids in the car. I think it's harder for men to get over that uh, because uh, you know that man's essence is is been absorbed by her body. And um, I guess you know th there's a lot of cognitive dissonance because you're not really thinking about all the lovers or some of the lovers that your wife might have had before you guys got married. But I think with physical affairs, I think it's harder for men to get over it. And I think that's one of the reasons. I would say like it's hard for any couple to get over an affair. Um, I, I do see couples that, of course, divorce over it. But I also know people personally in my own life where people, one of them has strayed and they stayed together because they consider their vows to be inviolable unviolable and so their marriage is, is stronger now so you know again i'm not here to cast aspersions on this i'm just quoting the studies about cheating so say what it is one in four men cheat one in five women cheat say what it is guys if you appreciate my content you haven't done so already please rate and review on apple or spotify it just helps with the algorithm also, there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. If you want to make a donation, the other one is a link to the website that hosts all these podcasts. Also, go check out the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, Confessions of an Obese Child, and the Cinema Rag, which is still in podcast form. It's just there's no new episodes that have been released there probably since ooh, October. So if you want the new episodes, they're over at YouTube. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.